You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. What? My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge. You can go any, yeah, yeah, anytime no, you want. I was, I was trying to, but we started at the same time. I'm Doge. Just sort of anytime you want to go with Uh-huh, you. uh-huh. I'm Doge. <laughs> Dr. Emma Russell, carrying the Titan sound device, intrepidly traversing the rickety platform bridge, facing at end a humongously large larval stage insect, a chunk, looking down at her. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Carter. Long live the hunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. mm Hey, go ahead and tell them why. So we I think they probably it. know. Yeah, they, they heard it noticed yes. once can I, already. Can I tell you? They that noticed. My, I was terrified during my quote because there is the <laughs> dot dot dot. Like of all quotes, yeah. the top quote has a pause, which gives me enough time to have the hiccups. And if yeah. you listened to our review of It Follows, uh, hiccups <laughs> hiccups are a lot like that, uh, especially when you have a had metaphor them. for an STD. Oh, there's oh, one. There is there one. You You've had it long enough that you're just kind of afraid that uh, it will just never die. It's just going to show up uh, and just kind of follow you around until it uh, ultimately kills you. But mm. I'm going to persevere through and hope that they just disappear. We'll celebrate it together live, much like the characters in It Follows. <laughs> yeah, it's so much like It Follows. That's what we're talking about today, right? <laughs> no. I'm glad we're not. No, instead, we're talking about something much different. The third movie in our Zilla Rilla series. Uh, it's the one we've all been waiting for because it's the first one so far that none of us have seen. It is Godzilla, Godzilla King, King of, of the, the monsters. monsters. I forgot to say it with y'all. You Godzilla did. King of That's the Monsters. Fine. Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> It just, when you hiccup while you laugh, you sound like Goofy. It's just exactly Goofy. Oh, look. <laughs> of a perfect cast. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Hey, so uh, I'm excited to talk about this. This is going to be... Um, Doja and I had an interesting conversation before we got started. Uh, no details were given. It was not a... It was hardly even a conversation. Doja and I exchanged two to three words yeah, that's before fair. we got started. And uh, I'm very, I'm on pins and needles, if I can be honest. So I'm excited. uh, Before we can go to that stuff, though, what I need is a synopsis. I was trying to combine synopsis and lizard, but I just kept getting lizopsis, which doesn't sound good. That sounds like a a Zelda villain. (laughs) That's because you're thinking of Lizalfos. I know it's It's right there. So give me a synopsis. A synopsis. Sure thing. Dang it. Dang this it. week's IMDb synopsis comes to us fully formed from the head of Zeus like Athena. No father, no mother. Just here, ready to rock and roll. The new story follows the heroic efforts of the cryptozoological agency Monarch as its members face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. When these ancient superspecies, thought to be mere myths, rise again, they all vie for supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. So, I mean, full disclosure, I stopped listening like 
20 seconds in because I was trying to listen to a sound that was happening in my apartment. But I still feel like I pretty much got it, honestly, based on the last, like, yeah, you know, couple of words of that. It felt, it felt strong. It felt powerful. Much like uh, the, the titular lizard of this movie. Um, so I, I'm going to come right out with it because I just, dang it, guys, I can't focus until we talk about it. Doge, where did you land and why? This is exactly how you make a monster movie. Okay. 100,000% 100, edge of my seat. I've been thinking about it since the credits rolled yesterday. I want to watch it again before I watch Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. This is my favorite movie experience I've had in a really long time. Because okay. it was fully big, fully dumb, fully loud. My brain was fully off. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Why were the people in this not too much, but the people in Kong Skull Island were too much? There were less people here um, and less people-centric stories to follow, I think. Uh, it feels like there, there you were mean, definitely— you, mean, you don't mean less screen time for people. You mean literally a smaller cast of humans. Literally a smaller cast of humans. Literally less things the humans were doing. They had one—like, the people we were following had one very clear motive— we had a villain in this, which is something that I don't know that we've really had in these movies before. We actually had kind of like like Tywin Lannister being this like scenery chomping, like a diehard right. style villain. And it was right. like, okay, that I think that's what this is, has been missing is like we didn't really have a great conflict block for our humans in the others that we've watched. They kind of, right. their, their conflict block, it was a man versus nature story to borrow from, from all of our high school English classes, right? That was man versus nature of, I got to survive while this big monkey or this big dinosaur tries to step on me. And in this one, it was, I got to survive, but also use these big dinosaur monsters because there's a bad guy who wants to do bad stuff. And it just like, Fully, I think that was the thing that fully transcended this to the realm of like, this is a Saturday morning cartoon that has been made sure. flesh before my eyes. Sure. So I, I, first of all, I'm glad you're finally feeling the vibe of this whole series. That makes me very happy. I'm willing to bet that if you break it down, there are the same number of human characters in this movie. We spend the same amount of time with them on the same amount of storylines and we just get that villain. And I think that's the switch that flipped. And maybe it's just more interesting monsters happening than like generic kind of stuff. Maybe them having names and real creature design was enough. But I mean, you look at all the people in the command center, they get the same number of lines as the randos throwing out in Kong Skull Island. You know, and certainly, I'm not, I'm, but I don't think we're trying to say anything. Like the I think the, I the agree unfortunate that. I think problem true. with Kong Skull Island is we're trying to say something about the world. It feels like we're trying to have this thoughtful commentary in the Vietnam War by giving enough lines for five characters to the screen time of 45 characters. Sure. And this, like we're letting our bit characters be bit characters. Like like Anthony, Anthony Ramos. Ramos in this is not writing letters to his son because right. he ultimately doesn't matter. He's just right. a face and we can look at him and go, oh, hey, Hamilton, and then not even think about it yeah. anymore. Say soldier yeah. stuff, soldier boy. Like, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. I asked myself the same question of uh, why does this relatively larger cast of human characters feel more appealing to me also? Like, to me, I right. don't know anyone else's opinions at this point. Why is this more appealing to me than before? And I think I have two pieces here that were influential to me. One of them being, we have more of and more frequently and earlier big boy monster fights from the yeah. very yes, beginning. Yes, correct. There is, uh, <clears throat> it, it has been made clear 
by our uh, cinematographers, by our editors, by our producer, by our director. This is about big monsters fighting each other. We're going to throw in some personalities here, which I'll argue probably in a little bit that I feel like no one's done it better out of the three movies than this one. Even having anybody I'm rooting for, like legitimately hoping that something good happens to them. Right. But not only that, one of the pieces that this has, uh, that Pacific Rim will have, almost like someone who uh, loaded up into a Megazord, is (laughs) I have direct influence to what is happening in the narrative of the big Exactly. Exactly. The story is fundamentally different if the humans aren't there. If here, are you ready for my super pump? Yeah. My super pump is the orca. Yeah. I think, I think the item, the tool of the orca, we, we are, uh, and probably our champion, our champion for, uh, being a stickler to the rules that the world has told you the rules are is Jordan. What up? But I think for me in, in my smoother brain in this moment of just watching monsters, the orca makes enough sense. Sure. Right? It makes enough sense. Yeah. That I'm like, you know what? I'm this in. is so valuable. Yeah. This is super valuable. It felt like the uh, what a lot of movies don't really do super well or ever explain, which is an actual thing, which is the atomic football or whatever it's called. What's the… The nuclear the nu- football. The nuclear football, right? Yeah. Like the thing that exists that from this briefcase, I control… Yeah, uh, essentially the narrative that's of the in, world. That's in a Fast and Furious or two, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I'm it's sure. One, it's in the one where uh, Dom is bad and he chases them that's down. That's fast. And like a, a objectively really cool, bad or like fast No, no, no. no. He's like a bad guy. That's when we have our, our cars, oh. zombie cars that come out of the, yes. oh, yeah. the parking garage. Um, but I, the Orca, I think um, there, there was actually a lot of places to put my super pump energy in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. But I really do think the one thing that does kind of bring together something that was overall enjoyable and incredibly rewatchable was developing whatever this tool is in a world that had not… The Orca, to me, uh, really said fast forward, uh, move a few scenes ahead to actually fleshing out uh, some kind of through line or narrative for this whole monster universe. Yes. Like once the Orca was introduced, I was like, oh, you have, you have, it's not so much as you're trying to legitimately uh, tie the loose ends of the first two movies that didn't really know what their identity was, is it did feel like the, the moment when Fast and Furious re-designed uh, itself, renamed itself, yes. and said, oh, from here on, here is Monarchs. Uh, it gave me finally. Uh, what is the whole uh, motivation what are they doing? What of are they this doing? secret yeah. society? Exactly. Well, I literally, I do not think that our production company or our writers knew Monarch's motivation until this moment. I, really I agree. Don't. I agree completely. I, agree. I really don't. And, and the Monarch was that tangible manifest moment. And that's why it's my super pump. I think uh, that's great. Orca, sorry. Can I, can I super dump? Can I counteract? Yeah. Do it. I also loved the Orca, by the way. I think it's, it, it, in in a similar way to how bad it sucked that the humans were like let's help Kong and like all they could do was like poke and distract the big lizard thing and it's like did you help or did you just call his attention over for a few seconds kind of like what Doge said last week um, the orca feels like a tangible way for humans to be like we can actually you know dip our toe into helping guarantee we're seeing the orca again in Godzilla versus Kong hundred percent by one hundred percent now my super dump I want to be clear here. I don't actually have a problem with any of these three people as actors. Um, but Kyle Chandler, Millie Bobby Brown, and Vera Farmiga, we have too many cooks in the main character kitchen, and I didn't get enough time to care about anybody except Kyle Chandler. Like, they wanted me to care about Emma 
And like, I just kind of didn't. Um, Millie Bobby Brown's an immense talent, I think. Uh, and she does nothing. There's no reason for her. I mean, in a movie about lizards and uh, pterodactyls and literal dragons, one of the most unbelievable things in this movie is that this 14-year-old girl is able to break out of a military compound and sprint her way into Boston in the middle of basically the apocalypse. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I'm willing to suspend a lot of disbelief in a movie like this. But that was like, really? That's yeah. that's that your felt, hero here? That felt so much to me like uh, our young girl character hacking the Jurassic Park system. Yeah. You know, I, I was so accepting of it just because of what happened to me 25 sure. years ago. You know, it's like, but I get it. I get it. I see that. Sure. For, for me, really what it boils down to is like, we've got three we're supposed to care about when all I need is Kyle Chandler, you know? Yeah. I feel um, like, and I get the motivations and stuff. Yeah, I feel like Kyle Chandler is definitely the primary protagonist. One hundred percent. Yeah, he has. Also, also, he feels like he has the most screen time. He's has he ever been actor. bad? Has he ever been bad? Literally in, in anything. Nothing has that man not I delivered. I love Kyle. He Chandler. delivers every line with such earnest. Like he's so sincere yes. in everything he does. And when you, yeah, when you say he delivers every line with earnest, you're not just saying in the in the movie that is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I mean every line ever, <laughs> his whole life. Yeah. Yes, and he's he is one of those that I accept as you will kind of always be this, and I think oh, that's yes. fine. I yes. think uh, what's so funny is even though he did not hardly act any different than anything I have ever seen him in before. Yep. Uh, for some reason, this this gave a breadth to his career, <laughs> a breadth to his skills. I was like, it was certainly you can less also be coach, a coach Taylor. You can also be Coach Taylor. Around monsters, you know, it was like, yeah, but it, it did yep. work. Jordan, I agree. I think it, I think it worked. I would, I, loved, I, loved, I would love to be a fly on the wall when they were like, you guys remember Godzilla 2014 with Aaron Taylor Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen. What if we made a sequel to it, but about Kyle Chandler? Well, he feels like such a left field choice for this, doesn't I, he? I don't think so. I think that any situation where you need a guy uh, in over his head to be sincere about anything, you go Kyle Chandler. Super I, eight, I, yeah. This, that's it. But I just saw him in First Man recently for the first time. Oh, yeah. Time. He's fantastic in First Man. He's in Man. Argo. He has a pretty big character in Argo as well. He's he's, he's also the brother in… Um, Manchester by the Sea. Manchester <laughs> by the Sea, yeah. In Game Night as well. He's also oh the brother in Game Night. Oh, my gosh. He's the brother in Game Night. Which is such a left field choice for him. Uh, I love him. I really do love him. I do. Chandler. I think like, he's awesome. Kind of, he was almost my super pump. I kind of yeah. undyingly love him. Some of my earliest memories of any TV show, any movie is watching… Do you guys remember the show Early Edition where he gets tomorrow's newspaper today oh, and he goes no. and like like stops yeah. house fires and stuff and like saves people? Is that people. him? That's him. Yeah. That, I've that never was, watched it. That's pre-Friday Night Lights Kyle Chandler. Interesting. That's some of my earliest memories of of TV or movies is watching that with my family. As Doesn't it, was, it just feel like Kyle Chandler, they tell him like, this isn't a movie, this all is actually happening and that's why he's so sincere and everything. Like, yeah. He's just like, yeah. he's like oh no. God, listen, Kyle, you're hired and the first thing we have to tell you, Godzilla is real. He's yeah. actually real. He's, he's going to be here. Be, I don't really know where uh, Kyle Chandler is from, uh, like where he was born, where he was raised, but the, I, feel, I think there is some kind of influence to the three of us being uh, Texas boys for probably. the yeah. most recent past to be like, it feels like our friend was put into these situations. Yeah. You know, it's yes. like, it's I, Coach I, Taylor. I know Dr. Mark Russell. I know him well. He's a <laughs> yes. good guy. He's exactly. a really good guy. Exactly. So funny. <clears throat> Quick thought on Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, tell me. Uh, and this is not, I really had to check myself because this is not just me 
Defending Eleven, who is one of my favorite characters in TV history. Agreed. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown feels like, because right all of the sudden, in our monster universe, quote unquote, I am giving our production companies more credit. Something happened at Godzilla, King of the Monsters, that every decision they're making now feels more thoughtful to me. Millie Bobby Brown feels like an investment. I agree. Yeah, She's completely. going to be in the next movie. Millie Bobby Brown feels like, hey, who is someone that we know for sure is going to have an upwards trajectory? Who's going to sell tickets? Who is a good actress? And who will who will thrive if we I give agree. her more space? I think it's totally her. Again, but my, she, my it, problem is not, not in this. Yeah. My problem is not Millie Bobby Brown. My problem is not Vera Farmiga. My problem is definitely not Kyle Chandler. It is just simply that they threw three characters at us and we're like, care about these three, but we'll subscribe. But care about yeah. these three, you know? So my super yeah. dump is, is related to that, actually. Okay. When we're in King Ghidorah's ice tomb, when we're, oh. in, when we're in King Ghidorah's ice tomb, uh, it's a little, like, our character motivations are a little wonky there. Yeah, there's I not agree. a real have reason enough to be at this point. There's not a real reason for her not to go with dad, for Millie Bobby Brown not to go with nope. Coach Taylor. There's not a real it. reason I for I felt like I should have felt something right now. Exactly. I agree with that. that that whole sequence is so messy of of breaking King Ghidorah out of the ice. Like where we wanted to get the fight between Ghidorah and Godzilla in Antarctica is amazing. Pause. It's, Continue talking about people. Let's talk about that in a second. Continue but but, about but people. the people stories, it's just so messy there. We don't, yeah. we don't have nearly enough of a reason for Millie Bobby Brown to stay with her mom. And I actually had a big problem with that and had trouble engaging with that until we get the line from Charles Dance when he says, you called me, we've got to follow through on this. Right. Revealing to idea. us that, yeah. that Vera Farmiga is actually the villain this whole time. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about King Ghidorah coming out of the ice. Mm. He looks so cool. Dude. He my is friends, so scary. My friends, this is how you make a monster movie. Yeah. He 100%. Is my, huge. <laughs> my super pump was almost uh, freaking every monster introduction. I oh could my watch gosh. They're all so good. Every, every time, you know, they kind of gave us the feeling that we had mostly in Godzilla. So the first of our series of being like, oh, there he is. And they actually give us another good Godzilla moment. Yeah. Seeing him far, like opening. I was like, don't open it. I don't want to see in that deep He's water. so scary. Water. He's so scary. Can you imagine? I, I was regretting not having this as an IMAX experience. Same. I think my I TV is not big enough up. or loud enough. When the when the doors opened and Godzilla was deep in the bottom of the ocean, I think I would have legitimately puked in the theater. <laughs> like <laughs> as the doors opened, I think I just went down the, my front of my shirt. <laughs> like it, on my TV in my living room, I was like, no, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't open it. Just, just don't. And then when he lights up, uh, oh, it's so good. Hey, and the slight full. The slight Godzilla redesign in this really oh, works it's perfect. For me. His toes perfect. are different. He had like elephant toes in the first one, like sauropod feet. Wouldn't have been able to support his body weight. He has actual toes in this one, which is great. His his spines are bigger, which looks great. And the his spines eyes, charging up when he glows are so cool. Yeah, his eyes light up when he glows now, too. Th- we it's get amazing. a lot of really great um, sort of uh, monster movie like lines in this movie, like iconic lines. And what maybe my favorite line in this whole movie. Is when they're when he his spines are lighting up and they're like, that's a warning light. And then they're like, well, we're not fighting him anymore. And he's like, I don't think it's for us. I was like, oh, Ooh, that's so good. It, it, there is a moment, and I don't even know how you get to measure it. Like, who is writing in? Who is sitting in that writing room and is like, no, actually, I think twenty five of these is perfect. Like, there's 
There's yeah. like so many moments that it's like the, oh no, this is going to be, you know, like just uh-huh. some, yep. something alluding to the reverence of these monsters. It happens over and over and over again. And it should kind of get repetitive and boring. How does I'm it there. not? It just never it does. doesn't. No, dude. I'm there every time. It never does. It just does. doesn't. That first fight in Antarctica, Ghidorah is so scary. The lightning the- is so cool. His wings are huge. Like creature design, it, you guys did it. Huge A pump. Plus. So we've got the four, the five, the four. The four main ones. The four Toho monsters that are yeah. not original to this film. Godzilla, right. Mothra, Mothra, Rodan, Rodan. King Ghidorah. For my money, are the best designs for these creatures that I have ever seen. Yeah. The Rodan, Rodan design is unbelievable. The Mothra design is unbelievable. Mothra Ghidorah, is gorgeous. The Ghidorah design Mothra is, is so unbelievable. Good. And then- Mothra- all of the legendary specific monsters that they created. Monsters like Behemoth and Methuselah. There's one called Leviathan Jordan. Did you see the one that lives in Loch Ness? There's a dot on Loch Ness. Uh, so Nessie is a titan in this confirmed. But the original monsters see it. that Legendary created to go alongside this fit so seamlessly in this. There's also another Muto, which honestly didn't bother me in this one. I don't know why. I actually think I would be bothered if there wasn't another, like if it was maybe that was the last one. Well, maybe it was script problems more than creature design problems that made me not care for the Mutos in the first one. I loved, I think you're right, Doge. I actually wanted more. I'm glad they only gave us what they did because I hope that means we get to see more later, but I actually wanted more of the other, I guess technically they're all Mutos, huh? They're all Mutos, yeah. I, I actually wanted more of the other Mutos. More of the other Titans? Yeah, yeah, I, whatever monsters. you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, the other titans. Like, so the, they're all technically Mutos, but the name of the ones from Godzilla is Muto. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. So the other titans. We're I calling them see, titans that, now. That spider thing freaked me out very good. Yep. Um, that was all, intentionally. Then, that was intentionally designed to look like the aliens from Gareth Edwards' directorial debut, Monster Monsters, oh, cool. uh, which cool. does look a lot like those that. aliens. I haven't seen that. Um, the scenes where we, it would have like beautiful landscape. Here's where we are, like the tiny text at the bottom that's yeah. like, now we're in Arizona. Now we're in Brazil. I was like, I could watch this and just a reveal of like a waking up Titan for yep. three hours. Yep. There is this moment, and I think it was when King Ghidorah broke out of the ice that I couldn't help but make comparisons to Fast and Furious as I was watching this. I think that's kind of been the lens that we've all been looking at this through in terms of the last time we all allowed ourselves to turn our brains off fully and engage with the big, dumb, and loud. Right, right, right. This movie totally and completely captured the energy of Vin Diesel saying, when you fight the streets, the streets fight back. And then he stomps the parking garage in half. I lived inside that moment for the entire two hours of this movie. You have brought up a great point because, Doge, I think this movie is bigger, louder, and dumber, which I think is why I'm shocked you liked it. I think this is so far— just overall, the dumbest of the three movies. Like just the oh, yeah. stupidest movie in this 100%, series. hundred percent because we lean into it and right. it's intentionally dumb. Right. It is It is the uh, restaurant that on their billboards talk about how high calorie their meals are and yet they still convince you to go in and when you do and have the meal, you enjoy it. It's like, right. I know this yeah. isn't the best for me. Right. But I just had to be here to say that I experienced it. But when you dig deeper, I think there is some great stuff here. Like there is, uh, the thing that stands out to me most is the oxygen destroyer. You guys know about the oxygen destroyer, right? That's a, that's a a technique, a way to fight and kill Godzilla from the 1956 film. 
we're bringing back an oxygen destroyer and incorporating that in a meaningful way into our narrative. This is the way, to me, this is the exact antithesis of what we did with King Kong in the last movie. Sure, like, and that that is awesome. But it's awesome because an oxygen oxygen destroyer in concept is so dumb. Right, right, right. But that's you know what, what I'm I mean? saying. Like, I think we're we're being really smart about the way that we grab things that are that are key components of these characters' histories, right, and recontextualizing them and fitting them into a new narrative. And I think we didn't do that so much in Kong. We tried to do it in Godzilla. I actually really right. appreciated in Godzilla that we were saying the the you know the the uh, atomic tests woke up Godzilla like all the nuclear activity from us fighting Godzilla in the 50s, you know what I mean, is maybe the movies that we saw in the 50s. I like that kind of nod to our real-world experience with Godzilla. Right. So when we're able to take these components of the characters' histories and incorporate them in new, meaningful ways, I think that's a huge win. That's exactly how you make a monster movie with reverence to the monster movies that have come before it. We are being, here in this movie, we are being dumb with a deft hand. Like Yes, it's completely intentional. Like, dumbness is the paint, and... Dang it, Godzilla's the brush and it's beautiful. Maybe dumb is the wrong word. Maybe it's like intentional camp. You know what I mean? Of like, we're intentionally leaning into the B-movie aesthetic, the sci-fi original movie vibe of a lot of this stuff. Who hasn't seen Pacific yeah. Rim here? It's valid. Jordan. Jordan. I think Pacific Rim does that more, Doge. I, I do too. Pacific Rim said, you know what? I love the 80s. Let's just do it again. Yeah. I, I think this um is doing a lot of the vibe of you're right like leaning into kind of the dumb and the camp that has worked before yeah. but it is like i could not believe when i was looking at this I, I can't help but always be like go check out rotten tomatoes on imdb and right this is one of our lowest critic i could not believe how low it was rated movies but it is the highest audience rating yeah of any movie that we've reviewed it so doesn't far. shock me and that's the moment. I think there's something too, and just a shameless plug into what I'm working on with the sensical scale is something that the three of us are realizing and leaning into of what we like about what we do on this podcast is I think people can assume we are not going to have a counter opinion for the sake of having, having a counter opinion. For the sake of, uh, of, well, of course you're going to say big dumb monster movies are big and dumb. But like, there's one thing about saying dumb, big dumb monster movies are bad and saying, actually go out there and enjoy it. And no, like, yeah. no, yeah. Well, I'm not saying of- dumb as derogatory. I'm, I'm saying- I know you're not. Like- I'm saying the critics that, that juxtaposing to what sure, we've seen before. Sure, sure, yeah. This is their overall lowest while the rest of the world, which is the majority of the world- is And saying, also who's spending is- the money. <laughs> yes, this is a great movie. And that's because who is walking into that theater looking for something to change your life? Who's yeah, right. walking into that to be like, you know what? I'm going to share this with my kids when I get home. There's a good <laughs> right. lesson here. I probably Nobody. will, but… <laughs> sure. They took shots though. They shot They shot a few shots with the environment. Um, I, I didn't hate any of them, but basically saying like the Titans are going to come in and just basically start us over. You know, Solve our- climate change? I mean, we haven't really considered Titans as a solution to the ongoing climate crisis. And I think maybe we need to start talking about that. Biden, let's go. start talking about that. Start maybe talking about it. But yeah, I'm I'm this makes me really interested and I don't want to start talking about our next movie too early, but fortunately, Godzilla King of the Monsters made me even more excited for Same. Godzilla versus Kong. Same. But I'm I'm pretty excited to see what what is what is that world? What is that arena going to look like? Cuz it's totally different, right? It's totally different. I mean, different. based they on the should. closing credits with all of the with 100%. all of the changes, yeah. And this is our closest gap between movies. Yeah. It's a two-year gap. By the way, I loved the closing credits, and I absolutely loved what they were, like, setting up happening in the world. Like, people yes. kind of beginning to come to terms and see the healing that the Titans are bringing. 
Yeah, and the other thing that I love the way that they set up is our perfect transition right here uh, to Shout Announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where Carter goes first this time. What? Something amazing has happened, my friends. For many of you that are listening to this podcast, I'm not going to guess uh, your economic standing in the world, but I'm going to guess a majority of you might have got that STEMI. Very STEMI? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the amazing thing that your hiccups have stopped. Oh, no, also the, the that. Hiccups, the hiccups have stopped. I don't want to speak them back into existence. Okay. They yeah, come my around bad. once every two or three years and they mm. stick around for a while. They taste bad. They feel bad. They mm. taste the, bad. The, the, the stimmies definitely don't. That stimulus check, I did some math today. Okay. So if you want to just jump straight in, say you aren't even on our Patreon, you're not even getting those juicy extra episodes. <laughs> great shows, great movies. Don't uh, <laughs> uh, forgive my laughing there. Great movies like Cars. Uh, great no, sorry, cars, sorry, sorry. Cars, cars 2. Three. I'm sorry. Cars, cars no, 3. Two. No, it's 3. Cars, Cars. Three. That's why you were so confused. You watched the wrong There's one. Three of them, friends. Great movies like The Pacifier. Most uh-huh. recently. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say here's the math that I did. If if that stimmy hit, and 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 I'm saying just for you, okay, that's 23 years straight. Wow. Yeah. That you could have the five dollar tier of our Patreon. We'll, we'll listen, still just be getting say, started. Yeah. I I don't know that I'm prepared I, to commit that. <laughs> I have to say has been a lot of fun. We have a Discord up there on that top tier of our Patreon um, that is full of people um, that are starting to intimidate me less. It seems that our Chunkies know a lot. And so I always like, I feel like I hold this weight of because I'm a host, I should know the most. I really don't. Uh, But uh, it is fun to learn from uh, some of the people that really like to listen to this podcast and enjoy what we have to say. So uh, when you have the chance, if you have the chance, uh, please uh, go in there, join our Patreon, and uh, go up a level if you want, that 3 or that $5 tier. Either of them, no big deal. It's like you can have that latte with just normal milk or that latte with oat milk. You know, mm. it's your choice. Let me tell you, oat milk is a whole entire vibe. And if you're not having oat milk up in your coffee, you need to change that right now. Take my coffee black, sorry. Um, next week, because uh, to part the curtain a wee bit, we needed to make this series line up with the release of release of Godzilla versus Kong. So we're padding out this series with a little extra monster mash. We're like filling it, filling it with with wonderful creamy center. So I am the only one on this podcast that has not yet watched Pacific Rim. There is no reason. I want to be very clear. I just sort of kind of worked out this way. Dude, I honestly um, might buy the 4K Blu-ray to watch it for next week. <laughs> Does uh, you know Jordan pretty well, right? Jordan, you're going to love this. Yeah, you're going to absolutely I I, love there this. There's never There's been no a doubt world in my mind where you don't like this. There has never Gosh. been a doubt in my mind that I would. Again, no reason. There was never like a hesitation. I just it's, it's one of my blind spots for some reason and I'm very it excited. to all of us. I I cannot wait. Um I know it's going to be a good time. I love learning all about um basketball and I know we've got a lot of teams on the Atlantic Ocean side of things like New York um, you know, those other places. So any of the Pacific teams that are smashing against that rim, I think it's going to go really well too. So I'm pretty wow. pumped about that. So make sure you check that out next week. Leaves are changing. And by that, I mean growing and greening. Uh, weather is warming up. You might be looking in your closet noticing a lot of long sleeves, but that will cover my arms, which will make me sweat. Good news. We have some short sleeve t-shirts in our merch we'll store that you can buy. We also have some long sleeve t-shirts and some baby onesies and some tote bags and some stickers and some mugs. 
Uh, and all of these have either our face or our logo on them. So you can put them anywhere you'd put regular stuff, but just know that this stuff is our stuff. And we Man, like it if you have our stuff. This started out so strong. <laughs> it's like I watched your ice skates hit like a little bit of rubble. And then I spent all my energy up front. Rubble. It's like I, I had a, a marathon and I just started by sprinting it. I couldn't think of the word for smaller rubble. De- debris? Pebbles? Small rubble? Shavings? Shavings? Ice shavings? I don't know. Isn't oh, that Bam Bam? Isn't Bam Bam the smallest rubble? Dang. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I think I need to go ahead and super dump on this movie. Okay. Uh, My super dump is not necessarily the character of Vivian Graham. uh, Which one is that? Perhaps the, exactly, the entire narrative of our great actor, Sally Hawkins, Oscar-nominated actress. Oh, yeah. Rip that Ghidorah just mm, unceremoniously just eats. chomps. Yeah. Just chomps. And then we kind of get like a five-second look at a portrait of her ID card or something. <laughs> and she's just gone. Like it was, this felt, uh, it's funny because it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, we talk about Oscar nominations with Sally Hawkins. It doesn't have to be like just this, um, you know, without fault, this faultless script and screenplay kind of movie uh, that certain mistakes kind of stand out as a sore thumb. It can still be a movie like what we've described and things can feel out of place, believe it or not, in a world full of 17 Titans destroying the world. (laughs) Is this character, it just kind of felt like something that um, felt like we just kind of had to get through this. It it felt like influence outside of the narrative of making this movie. It felt like, they said, you know what? Her contract's up. Uh, we don't have the time to really just get rid of Sally Hawkins. She was in the first one. We have enough people from Godzilla in this one. Um, that, that we, all we needed was Ken Watanabe, right? Yeah. Because our whole family, the first three people we talk about in there with, with Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown, uh, we kind of get a reference, which was a cool one, of actually seeing that favorite part of the skydive from a distance. Yeah completely different uh, angle lens of what's going on. We have enough of some reference to Godzilla for the monster universe sake that we didn't really need Sally Hawkins. Like she is worthless in this yeah. movie. And there's, there's diff- it's, it's hard to measure worth because I'm sure we could say there are 10 actors that are worthless in this movie. Sure. But she felt like she was supposed to hold a little bit more weight. Yeah, narratively. I agree. She, she held none of it. I see this on my head right now. It's a hat. It is made of tin foil. And I'm going to rush to this movie's defense and say why Sally Hawkins' death was great. And it is two words. Ned Stark. That reminded me so much of the moment where I was like, this dude, he's going to be a big deal. And then suddenly, womp, got no head no more. 
the the like totally was- unceremonious nature of her death felt to me like oh they can eat anybody nobody's safe fully disagree the, with you Doge. Yeah, i'm the so only sorry thing that reminds me of ned stark's narrative is that it just came out of nowhere that's it <laughs> uh everything else like the stuff that weighed on me of being distraught and it hurting so much and uh they told us so much about this person and we had so many details like our entire focus was on him. Yes. Gown. Yes. Nothing. I knew nothing about her. I knew nothing about Sally Hawkins except that she just repeated what Ken Watanabe said. That's really valid. Some of our yeah. English characters uh, that were a little bit more, uh, our English viewers that were a little bit more ignorant as to like willing to listen and really decide <laughs> what is he saying. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Ken Watanabe, she's there for that Great Britain UK audience. Dr. Sirozawa's sacrifice and subsequent meeting of Godzilla is my super pump for this That's mine too, and that's what I was going to talk about right before we went to shout now. It's it's the best thing that happens in this whole movie. It's the best thing that's happened in the whole monsterverse. When he reaches out and touches Godzilla and thanks him. (sighs) Yes. Plus Um, that whole whole, city The lost civilization that worshipped Godzilla as a god. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. The fact that we know where he goes to recharge and that he like has a home and now it's blowed up and that he's like there like not ready. Um, my super pump was almost something else that we'll talk about that is a direct result of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, rhymes with no. Shmermo Schmooklier Godzilla, but <laughs> my super pump is in fact just the entire sequence of ser- from the moment he says, I'll do it until the explosion. That Just all of that. I did not expect to feel that way. It's so good. Yeah, me as well. That's also my super bump, particularly the world building that we're doing here in this mm-hmm. one. We're doing a similar thing that we did in Kong Skull Island uh, with yep. these these early prehistory populations uh, that worshipped the Titans as gods because they offered them protection. I think that's absolutely wonderful. And I just think we didn't do it very well in, in Kong Skull Island. And I think we did a fantastic job of it here. Like the, um, the I don't remember if it's actually present in the movie or if it's a throwaway line, but the civilization that worshiped Mothra basically as like a living embodiment of the divine, I think is really great. Uh, I was reading an interview with with the director and I'm on a movie podcast, so I should know his name. Give me a second. Give me Michael a second. Doherty. Give me a second. Michael Doherty. Uh, Michael Doherty. Uh, <laughs> Mike, hey, it's Michael it's Doherty. Mike, Mikey Doherty. Uh, he was saying that movies now, he doesn't get that same sense of wonder uh, that he gets from Indiana Jones or from The Goonies where it's like, this is like, yeah. this it's is like something, yeah. yeah, something that fundamentally changes my understanding of my place in the world. I think about like when Indy goes to the temple of the Holy Grail and he realizes, oh my goodness, this fundamentally changes the things I thought I knew about King Arthur and the Templars. And yeah the Sankara stones and then the Ark of the Covenant, like this completely causes me to rethink my place in history and the way that he's able to capture that exact same emotion in a quiet moment down in the ruins of this, of Atlantis, basically this lost civilization. That's honestly where I thought it was going for a little bit. The fact that he's able to capture that exact feeling in this short, quiet moment while monsters are destroying the world above the ocean is unbelievable to me. Yeah, I think it's unbelievably really yeah, good. There was something so um, counter everything else about yeah. Dr. Sirizawa just walking up and placing a hand on Because we don't I get mean, a lot of quiet moments in this. I mean, once no. Ghidorah breaks out of the ice, it's, it's Vin Diesel stomping the garage, and the garage yeah. just kind of crumbles for the rest of the movie. And I think a man 
carrying a nuke to a giant lizard by hand to superpower the lizard up and sacrificing himself. It's phenomenally stupid. Yeah, it's it shouldn't be cool. Um, but man, when he when he places his hand and they just kind of have this moment where Godzilla looks at him almost like I remember who you are for sure. Like, I don't know, man. It was cool. Like, yeah. It it gave me yeah. goosebumps. That moment of them looking at each other too just felt like such a love letter to the origin of this monster in general. Right. Just in fiction. Right. Like, like the fact that we had Sarazawa, who is pretty consistently uh, going back to and, and seems to know the most about the creature because of the origins of this creature in his culture. Right. And how it was yeah. worshipped and things like that. So to have the two of them there to basically say like, uh, I, I'm willing to give myself up. And obviously it's a testament to your power over mine because what will make you the strongest is going to annihilate me, but I'm yeah. here for it. Like, super cool. I loved it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's it's just a cool moment that that gets to be Ken Watanabe there. Yeah. Like, because this is unquestionably a Western film, right? All of our right. leads, with the exception of, of Ken Watanabe, are white folks. They're white actors. Um. And this is produced by Western companies, Legendary and Warner Brothers. And we bought the rights or at least temporarily secured them from Toho. It's not like a joint production. But it feels like in this moment, we get to say, uh, the movie gets to say, we recognize he's not really ours. Like he's something we're borrowing from, uh, we're borrowing him from Toho. We recognize he's not ours. And it's a, a moment to, to sort of pay respect to that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much yeah. into it. I mean, we also have we also have Dr. Chin who works with Watson. Certainly. Not notably, not a white actor, but certainly, I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. But now, we don't have. I wouldn't characterize her as a lead, though. No, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't say she's a lead character. We have spent too much time talking about stuff that isn't. Yeah, can we be done Godzilla? talking about Godzilla? Uh, We're talking about people, not Godzilla. When wait, even before we get to Godzilla, because I think what you're going to talk about next is almost the end. I mean, yeah, but it's not sequential. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, my my quick uh, going through the monsters. Like if I was to rank my favorite introduction of the big four. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting, interestingly enough, it, it's all super close. Uh, I, I'm not even going to count Godzilla, okay? Oh, so the so big three. Between, Mothra, yeah, Rodan, uh, and, and Ghidorah? S- start with- Ghidorah is actually, Ghidorah is third for me. Okay. Uh, I think the I introduction of and design of. Uh, and, and, and I love also that they play into, this is, it's not following the rules of our world. Because yeah, he's an alien. World. Yep. Super cool. Number two for me was Rodan. Because, oh. No, no, no was Mothra because I was like, how are they even going to make this look cool? Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the old ones, it is like, oh, big moth. Um, but this totally works. Love Mothra. Rodan, uh, I don't know what it was to me, but uh, it's nest being a volcano. Like there was so The fact that it looked that like it was made just, out of rocks? It was checking all these boxes when, when simply because it is just the force of its flight. When it flies over destro- the city? Was destroying towns. Oh, the shadow uh, cast by uh, its wings. That that was my favorite of new monsters that we saw, dude. Uh, in, intro, intro. Yeah. For me, it's Mothra spreading her wings from underneath the waterfall is like one of the that most gorgeous scenes. Yeah, yeah. Mothra that, rules. That stinger out of nowhere, just by the way, when she's, she's wasp- hovering, when she's hovering over Godzilla while he's dead or while he's recharging, I guess. Yeah. Why is that so beautiful? She's a moth. It's a big bug in a Godzilla movie. Why do I think that's so beautiful? Because it's awesome. Yeah, so, I guess so. By the way, Mothra's coming back because her whole thing is that she pretty continuously dies and essentially respawns, right? I'm I'm not sure of that. I hope so. Kind of kind of like a fox well, moment. I know the I know the credits. 
I don't know if you saw it. There's a moment in the credits that says Where they said they found an egg. Maybe yeah. it's a, a larval Mothra. I'm fairly certain. I might be uh, speaking out of turn here. I'm I'm fairly certain that Mothra's kind of whole thing is like she dies and comes back. That's like Mothra's jam. Yeah. I don't know. This movie has definitely made me want to get way more into the classic Toho movie monsters. Yeah, I think so too. You know what I mean? Like I would love to to go back and watch a ton of the old ones. When Godzilla goes thermonuclear and turns red. I stood up. I stood I up and stood the rest of the time. My lid. My lid got flipped. My lid was flipped. I was watching this movie uh, at first a bit intimidated to watch the last 90 minutes starting at like last night at like 10 p.m. Right. I was tired. Uh, I didn't sleep for another hour after this movie <laughs> because of what what happened there at the end. I was far too juiced up and jazzed. It was almost like from the back of my heel, like up my leg to the back of my neck. I was having that same like, boom, 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 like moment of just like, <laughs> you were charging up. It's so good. <laughs> oh, so I don't fun. remember the last time a movie made me feel the way this movie makes me feel though. Pacific Rim. Yeah, honestly, you're probably right. The last time I felt that way was Pacific Rim. It, it, it gave me something similar almost to the portal scene in Endgame. <laughs> yeah. Of just like, oh, it's about to happen. Like yeah. when he came back red and like whatever, they were like, Godzilla's going to blow. And I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse That's me, he is? Are you sure? Oh, uh, and then Unreal. when he when he stands up and has... Ghidorah's head basically as like a sock puppet. Dude, straight oh, up. Yeah. I thought Ghidorah was still alive. And then we revealed that Same. he has eaten Ghidorah like he's a cobra. Swallowed Ghidorah whole. <laughs> what? <laughs> and shot his blue lasers through Ghidorah's mouth. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, was, it was so good. That is, <laughs> that moment is Godzilla with the wrench the size of a human. Yes. Yeah. 100%. When you fight this, when you fight Godzilla, Godzilla fights back. I mean, Doge, do you now, do you now have a harder time seeing Kong sweeping the floor with this? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I don't think that Kong will win. I think the main thing that's going to happen is that Tywin Lannister is going to take that Ghidorah head he found after the credits and turn it into Mecha Godzilla. He feels like a better be that. Either he's going to be our Nick Fury-like kind of character that's just kind of here for our big moments, or we're going to see a lot more of him. He he does a great job. I mean, he does. I mean, what it's he needs Charles to do. Dance. He yeah. does his Charles Dance thing. He talks also, deeply sh- and menacingly. Yeah, he's just like, yes. You can't back out on me now. You called me here. <laughs> Yo, Bradley Whitford is officially in two of my favorite monster movies. Dude, he is he, just always he is the best. He's the perfect fit for this. Exactly yeah. the perfect fit. For I can't this. believe we're just now talking about him. He's always the best. I forgot he was yeah. in it until right now. Um yeah. now, if Charles Dance just simply resurrects Ghidorah, boo, thumbs down. No, go home. No, Take your ball and go home. I don't like it's that. It's gonna be it's gonna be like when they turned uh General Zod's dead body into the cave troll from Fellowship of the Ring in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> he's he's pretty well versed in this uh, uh, at least He's been around it before, but I do think when the the mountain was reincarnate, mm-hmm. he was a part of that. So Tywin Lannister, he's, he's, he finally got him one of those dragons, huh? Uh, he's got he's got a history here. Yeah, I just I'm I am so afraid that the next movie. I don't want this to happen. I don't want it to be like Godzilla and Kong. Now it's the two of them versus Ghidorah. Yawn. No, thank it you. It won't be. It'll be Mecha Godzilla. I want I can that almost really badly. guarantee it. I want that really bad. I really think it's going to be. 
It'll make me really happy. Yeah. When, uh, you know that… Yeah. I really think it's going to be. If you spoil something for me, Carter, I will give you the hiccups. I will mail them to your house. I'm you sorry. will open them. You will die of hicking up. Now… I'm sorry. The other thing that I would take is a full-on cage match. Godzilla and Kong versus every other Titan. Oof. I don't know about that. I they finished, did a good job of making the other Titans feel pretty intimidating. Until yes. they… Sorry, they we got to talk about all of them bowing down to thermonuclear Godzilla at the end. Oh my goodness it's gracious. So good. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like that's like clearly a… Uh, you know, someone's like, you know we got to have that moment, right? Yeah, but how are they all going to get there in time? It doesn't matter. They're just… I think it's going to be there. there. I think it's only the continental ones that made it there. Even still, bro… Somebody's not coming from Arizona. <laughs> yeah, during to a DC? Boston fight that was a oh, Boston. Minutes yeah, long. look at you, look at you drinking the juice and trying to make that work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. They're fast, man. <laughs> and furious. They took the they took the, the Hollow Earth tunnels. Probably. I mean, possibly. Oh no, it's not so crazy. Hmm. Did 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 you ever have a moment after that movie that you were like, I wonder though. <laughs> if there's a creature that's just dormant that we haven't seen. Uh, I think about that every day without that movie. Now, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of one more really dumb thing that happened in this movie. Not like the cool dumb, but like the actual dumb. Okay. Just the fact that it was like, I got to play this sound so that Ghidorah comes over here. The only speakers I can think of are at Fenway. Better that go there. That didn't bother me at all. That did not bother me even a little bit. Because that's I a thought that was. A big sound system in Boston, where we already are. I totally… That doesn't feel like a logic leap at all to me. I thought it was pretty stupid. But, you know, uh, what do I know? Yeah, her… I thought you were going to say, like, the moment that she was like, No, I can't possibly be on this helicopter plane. I need to get in the Jeep and run from Ghidorah. I yeah. was like, uh, you should die. Like, at this point, you need to die. Yeah, yeah. that was also she dumb. Needs to, she should not live from <laughs> this. And then also… You have us return to a moment very similar to when we woke Ghidorah up in the ice. And that fell so flat, which was one of our super dumps. That fell so flat that this was not even worth having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Slow-mo again of, oh no, mom. Which, but you know, Millie is doing a good job. Yeah, she's doing her best. Yeah. She looks distraught. I just don't feel distraught. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. say the callback in this sequence that worked for me is that we call back to the opening when they're yelling Andrew's name, looking for Andrew in the rubble of San Francisco. And now they're looking for their daughter here Did in Boston. I miss a part where they had a house in Boston, by the way? They moved to Boston uh, like after the San Francisco incident. They I, were in I Boston. How did I never remember them talking. How did I get that? Because when they were like home and then they ran to a neighborhood in Boston, I was like, huh? No, they talked about that whenever they, uh, I guess it was somebody debriefing on like who, who Vera Farmiga was. I don't remember. It was some. It was a scene with Kyle Chandler toward the beginning where he was like, "We moved around. We moved to Boston, and then we take your word split up." And I did not. Yeah. I did Just not catch that. Picture movie. Kyle Chandler furiously telling somebody that he lived in Boston, and then that's the scene. Basically, okay. I'm saying a finger wag. No, we don't understand. We lived in Boston. Yeah, he's telling people they don't get it. Yeah, all right, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to now rate this movie. Um, using science, the scientific cinema scale created in-house at our own Two Chunk Laboratories. It is perfect, and uh, it is as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing, let's buy it, followed by rent it. After that is stream it, and then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. 
Godzilla hath forsaken us. I got to be honest with you. Every single time we start rating a movie and you say the best thing, I always, every single week in my mind, say about being a woman. And then Shania Twain is stuck in my head for like an hour after we finish our recording. Okay. Congrats. Okay. I just needed to tell you guys that. Okay. Congrats. I buy this movie. Okay. okay. I absolutely buy this movie. Uh, it um, it did way more than what my other first watches for these movies did. I, th- I think it, it it was the moment that we did talk about how, uh, again, we're going to talk about it, the Fast and Furious series kind of did a uh, realignment, you know, did a little bit of an inspection and mm-hmm. said, uh, it doesn't necessarily pass inspection. Let's go ahead and do some of these things. Uh, it's It has leaned into it. I remember uh, Doge had said before I had finished the movie in our Slack conversations, was like, I can't wait to talk about this movie. And I have to confess something that I, I direct messaged him and said, listen, I'm only about halfway through this movie, but if it finishes just as well as it has started, it absolutely slaps. And so I was like, and then he just sent me a pretty clever just sunshade emoji. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't know really what that means. We all know you're cool, Doge. Now you <laughs> no know. No need okay. for the now glasses you know, inside. Though. But it was a moment of him being like, dude, don't worry. I promise. <laughs> it's going to finish really well. And I think it I, I think it it checked the boxes that I didn't know existed. The ones that are really big and full of nuclear power. Mm. I am also gonna buy this movie. And it is alarming to me how close to a poster it came in my mind. <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. I'm here. It is alarming to me how close I was to giving this movie a perfect score on the scientific cinema scale. <laughs> hey, but every I, score is a perfect score on the scientific cinema but, scale. But genuinely, <laughs> like if if you told me like, Doge, we have to record the episode again. Like you forgot to turn your microphone on. So you have to watch Godzilla King of the Monsters again. I'd be like, okay. Fine. Because I legally, we that do again. have to watch it once every time we right, press exactly. record. That is Yeah, true. no, I've already spent this watch on this recording. <laughs> and if we lost it, I have to watch it again to refill my, to turbo, turbocharge my thermonuclear tank. Mm-hmm. But I would watch it again right this exact second. I've been thinking about it since I turned it off. A big storm rolled through last night through Dallas. Uh, and it was like crazy uh-huh. winds. I woke up at five to a tornado siren in my neighborhood. And the first thing, I mean, the first thing that my waking brain thought was, this is kind of what it would be like if Ghidorah was flying overhead, huh? <laughs> I have to say, I felt similarly. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to forget. No, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, buying my. this movie. Uh, this movie rules. Uh, it is, I liked the first two. So this isn't that big of a leap as far as like my expectations necessarily. It just, I think this movie owns. I think that, the creature design is fantastic. I like to look at it. This is the perfect example of a movie that is almost equally enjoyable on mute and just watching all of the like, whoa. A hundred percent. Look at all the, whoa. Like, <laughs> and I think I could go, I think I could go hit play on this movie, close my eyes, hold fast forward, and then open my eyes and hit play again and immediately go, whoa. Like at anything yeah, that was every on time, the screen. Everything. And yep. that, it's just fun. This was, this movie was the Batman ride of movies. It's it's great every time, I think. It's, you lost it, your phone was, in the lake beneath it? I lost my phone it. in the lake beneath it. No, 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 no. Hey, um, um, but this movie is absolutely every single thing that I hoped this series would be. I am now even more excited for Godzilla versus Kong than I was whenever I slacked you guys 
after watching Donnie Darko and said, hey, can we please, <laughs> I have an idea. Can we please watch The Big Boys next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very good. Well, uh, don't forget to tune in next week uh, as we watch, naturally, the next movie in this series, Pacific Rim. It's a kaiju. <laughs> and keep your peepers peeped as we as we begin to draw the curtain on Zillarilla. Uh, because we will be releasing our review of the Matthew Broderick classic, Godzilla. The, the Music Man. Oh. Godzilla 1998. Sorry. Godzilla Godzilla, Godzilla Extreme. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Inspector Godzilla. Da-da-da-da-da. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our names and what we believe the name of Godzilla's hometown, Neath the Waves, might be for two chunks in a hunk. I'm Jordan, and uh, it's Boston two, the number two. Boston origins. It's directly. It's just a direct line, <laughs> straight beneath Boston. If you stuck a needle through Boston to the core of the earth, that's just right underneath, and it's Boston two. No spaces, no capital letters. <laughs> I'm Doge. Godzilla hails from the municipality of Zillville. Mm-hmm. And I'm Carter and Godzilla's from Chicago. Now, before you try and unpack that yourself, this is not the normal Chicago. This is Chicago, Illinois. Oh, my goodness. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.